We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon, and he's back as well on this Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. Brad, happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Happy Valentine's Day, Leslie. I Brad, hope your husband bought you something nice. We had a nice dinner last night. We really did. We did it last night because both of us, uh, well, originally I was supposed to work tonight, but Michael, uh, the General Flynn's resignation uh, kind of uh, shook that up. So uh, Yeah, yeah shook I'd up get, a lot of things. Yeah, get some other stuff done. Brad runs Bandit Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democrat candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He's a contributor to The Hill and to MyTiller.com, the social media site for politics. He lectures at Poli Sci in, uh, at Salem State University in Poli Sci in Salem, Massachusetts. Um, Brad, um, was first of all, was this the right thing for Flynn to do? And was this Flynn truly resigning? Or was this Trump saying, you got to quit? Well, I think it basically came down to uh, the, the president telling him he was going to resign uh, because it was becoming, it was an embarrassment. Uh, and uh, I, I don't think it was one of those resignations where um, it's a forced resignation. Uh, Flynn wanted to fight through it, but the White House did not. Okay, let's talk about what Flynn did specifically. And was there any law broken uh, is there anything uh, it, that connects the dots to Donald Trump? People constantly love to talk about impeaching him. People talked about impeaching Obama. Uh, but let's start first with Flynn. Um, is a resignation and an apology to the vice president enough for what he did? And is he on his own on this? Or is you know is the rest of the administration in bed with him on this? Well, I think uh, he's pretty much on his own now. And to answer your first question, uh, there he violated a federal law that's been in force for at least 100 years called the Logan Act. Uh, the Logan Act states uh, that uh, a person who is not part um, of the uh, current administration cannot conduct negotiations with any foreign power. And it's pretty clear that General Flynn was having all sorts of conversations with the Russian ambassador uh, way before President Trump was inaugurated on January 20th. And that's a clear violation of the Logan Act. Okay. What is typically the punishment for what, what typically takes place or would take place if somebody violated the Logan Act, regardless of who's in office, you know, Democrat or Republican? You know, the next step, of course, and it's not likely to happen, uh, is that it's basically it's up to Jeff Sessions now uh, to decide whether or not they're going to prosecute General Flynn. And my guess is, uh, no, that's not going to happen. So my guess is uh, General Flynn is probably um, off the hook legally because I don't see, you know, the Justice Department under Jeff Sessions uh, deciding to indict him and hold him for trial. Okay. Um, are we, uh, you know, Republicans are remaining silent on this. Are you surprised? Well, no. I, which I guess it, it surprises me, in, on, especially in the House of Representatives side. I mean, uh, today the uh, chair, Republican chair of the House Intelligence Committee uh, said he thought there should be an investigation, uh, but it should the investigation should focus on leaks coming out of the White House. He didn't say anything about General Flynn. And so on the House side, just about the entire 
entire Republican Party is burying its uh, head in the sand. It's a little different on the Senate side. Uh, there are three or four Republican senators now who have called for uh, you know a broad investigation about the Trump's relationship uh, with Russia. So it's possible something will happen on the Senate side in terms of investigation. Mitch McConnell will kind of stop it, but if there are enough Republican senators who say they want one, uh, an investigation, it will be hard for McConnell uh, to uh, tell them no. Okay, so we have Republicans in the House and the Senate. You know, there are some people that will stand, you know, apart from their party at times, like a John McCain. But then they seem to, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, walk goose step, if you will, in line with the rest of the regime. Um, it, it is, it is this what's going to continue? I mean, in, do you think that this is going to go away because Republicans have, uh, they don't have the spine to stand up to Donald Trump? Or do you think? I mean, what will it take for somebody to stand up and say, you know what, this is, this is a violation of federal law? Well, uh, there are two things. You're right. I mean, at general, vast majority of the Republicans, uh, you know, don't want any investigation of General Flynn's ties at all because they know if we had they had an investigation or General Flynn was indicted for violating the Logan Act, that would put the entire administration's ties with Putin and Russia on trial, and that's the last thing Donald Trump wants. Uh, but. Most Republicans want this thing to go away. Now, what could change it? Uh, right now, uh, Donald Trump's job rating is somewhere in the 30% range. And if it gets much lower than that, uh, Republicans are going to react to their constituents if the pressure becomes too high. Uh, and, you know, let's face it, the Republican senators, if they see it to their advantage, they will cut, you know, Trump loose. Uh, and, you know, it's a question, I don't know how much more the GOP can stand. I mean, the, uh, the president's job ratings are horrible. Uh, and if they're horrible, uh, next fall, uh, the GOP is going to take a big political hit in the off-year elections. Um, so, I most Republicans are very worried. Uh, now, that's not to say they want to argue this publicly, uh, but uh, they're concerned. The best predictor of a party's performance in an off-year election is the president's job performance rating. And right now, that is very low. His historic low, for, uh, 40, uh, hovering around 40% or even lower, historic low one. Uh, so many changes in cabinet before the first cabinet meeting. We're going to take a break, and on the other side of this break, Brad, we're going to talk about what that means. But we're also going to open up the phone lines and let you hear a piece of what the press secretary, Sean Spicer, had to say earlier today. Questions for you, America. Was this the right thing for Flynn to do to resign? Why or why not? 8886-LESLIE. And do you think the resigning exempts him from repercussions? You just heard it here. He violated the Logan Act. Will anything be done about it? Should anything? And if so, what? 8886-LESLIE, 
I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Welcome, welcome back. Brad, before you and I chat and we hear from Sean Spicer, yes, we must, <laughs> let's take some calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Reggie's in Georgia on line three. Reggie, what do you think about the resignation of General Flynn? Well, I think he did the absolutely right thing because he shouldn't have been put there in the first place. In fact, none of these people who got hired in their current positions are probably should have been put there in the first place. You know, why would you put somebody like him or Nikki Haley or Mike Pence or two ex-radio talkie hosts like, well, like Mike Pence and the Steve Bannon and Sean Spice and the rest of them or, or Betsy DeVos or you know, or even Kellyanne Conway in their current present positions of power with, when they have no experience in those positions whatsoever, Leslie. Okay, thank you. Uh, I think we lost uh, Reggie there, but go ahead, Brad. Uh, any remark on that? Well, uh, yeah, Reggie's right. I mean, the problem is Flynn is not an isolated incident. There are also the people. White House is stacked with people who have uh, financial ties uh, to the Russians, including the president. Uh, and you know the Flynn thing. You know, he. I, in my opinion, uh, he should be indicted. He should be brought to trial to determine whether he violated the. Logan Act, because it is a federal crime. Uh, but, you know, everybody else in the White House uh, has, you know, ties to Russia. And, you know, it really brings into question whether or not uh, Donald Trump and, you know, you mentioned Rex Tillerson, uh, can be honest brokers when it comes to protecting the interests of the United States in its negotiations with Russia and Putin. And I, I don't think they're they're capable of doing that given the fact that they're up to that are armpits in Russian money. Uh, and this is very disturbing. You know, a domestic scandal is one thing, but a foreign policy scandal is worse because it puts the national security of the United States uh, on the table. And, 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 and you, you, ta- you talk about, uh, uh, okay, is Mike Flynn, General Flynn, a traitor? I wouldn't go that far. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not. Sh- I, I don't know. I mean, he had the press reports say he's had definitely had conversations with the Russian ambassador about the sanctions. Now, whether he traded any national security secrets to the Russians, I don't know. Uh, if he did, that would make him a traitor. Okay, uh, let, but let, he clearly let, violated the Logan Act, which is a federal crime. All right, uh, let's and see. he should be brought. To justice for that. I, I, I agree. Let's continue. Virginia, line two. Ishmael joins us uh, listening on Tune In. Uh, hi, Ishmael. Leslie, how are you doing today? And thank you, thanks for taking my call. He is a traitor. Let me answer that. Yes, he is a traitor, okay? This is the same thing that uh, uh, the previous uh, Trump campaign manager. What's his name? He had connection to the Ukraine? I, I don't Paul know. Paul Manafort. Manafort. This, 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 yeah, yeah, wait. This, I, wanna, I do want to mention that. Uh, can can yeah. I mention that? This is the third Trump advisor to resign because of ties with Russia, Manafort and Page, and then Flynn. Uh, to, yeah. to your point, Ishmael, go ahead. Yeah, this is the So this seed has been planted a long time ago, and it's growing. And yes, he should have resigned, and he should take the entire staff of the White House with him. But my question to you, Leslie, and Steve Bannon, uh, I'm going to ask him. No, no, Brad, Brad Bannon, Brad, Brad not Bannon. Steve I'm Bannon, sorry. not Steve I'm sorry. Bannon. I apologize. I'm just thinking of, I'm, I'm God, so upset right me. now. Brad Bannon, Brad, I apologize, Brad Bannon. Um, my question is, why isn't the Democrat not dealing with this issue? Where is, 
Democrat equivalent of J.C. You know, Taylor. Ishmael, I think that's a fair question. Brad, and I'd like that. You know, I see Bernie talking, uh, Elizabeth Warren talking about Wall Street. I see Bernie uh, talking about uh, college and the cost of college. I see Al Franken talking about, I'm not seeing enough Democrats speaking out on the Muslim ban. I'm not seeing enough Democrats speaking out about uh, Flynn, about Russia, about this White House. Or Franken was asked on Bill Maher what a Republican saying, and he said some of them think the guy's certifiable. Why aren't some Democrats outing the Republicans who are talking like this? Well, I think some are. Uh, you know, I've seen uh, several posts a day for the last week uh, from Nancy Pelosi uh, demanding Flynn's uh, resignation uh, and an investigation of the White House ties uh, to Russia. I've seen all sorts of Democrats call for investigations. Uh, the problem is they don't have the power to do it. Uh, the reality is the Democrats don't have the power to enforce the uh, investigations in the House with their 25 seats down, and they don't have the power to drive investigations in the Senate either with their fork down. So I, you know, I see Democrats out there screaming and yelling. Uh, it just doesn't matter because they don't have any power. All right. Ishmael, anything else? It, okay, my last question is, did he do this on his own? Did he talk to the Russian on his own, or did this is directly from... I just find it hard to believe that Trump did not know about this. So my question is, did this come from the top, from Donald Trump, or was this something that he did on his own? What are the connections? Well, uh, it's pretty clear uh, that Donald Trump knew about these conversations. Uh, because, and basically, uh, even before he took office, and when he was considering Flynn uh, to be his national security advisor, he was warned by the Justice Department that Flynn's ties to the uh, conversations with the R- Russians were a violation of the Logan Act, and the Justice Department was afraid that if he became national security advisor, the Russians could blackmail him because he violated a federal law. And and just no one cared in the White House. I think they were determined to push this thing through, even though they knew had they knew I think it's pretty clear they knew that Flynn was having these conversations with the Russians. Uh, and you know the reality is Sean Spicer and Kellyanne Conway have you know both said a week ago uh, that the White House didn't know about these conversations, but it's clear they did. And it's just another example of don't believe anything uh, you hear from Kellyanne Conway or Sean Spicer, because they're liars. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Ishmael. Uh, Brad, we have another call here, uh, also in Virginia, Line 4, listening on TuneIn as well. Uh, Cliff, Cliff, thank you for joining us. Question or comment? Uh, thank you. Uh, more of a, uh, I guess a combination of the two. Uh, oh. I think the, the first thing is in regards to this uh, Michael Flynn uh, situation, there definitely needs to be an investigation. And I understand that uh, what Mr. Bannon just said about the Democrats not having power, but the Democrats are going to have to be creative to make sure that they're keeping attention on this issue. It's very clear that major media outlets like CNN, like Washington Post, the New York Times, are uncovering tremendous amounts of information. And there's so many leaks uh, coming out of this White House that you're going to need about 10 death boys to put their fingers in these dams to keep the leaks from coming out. So I think there's some things that they can do from a creative standpoint uh, to keep the message out there. But we're far from having a full understanding of the level of penetration 
the Russian government has, has not only in the election, but in our current governmental affairs. Brad? Well, uh, yeah, I think it just underscores the fact. You know, we were all talking uh, last fall about how important having a Democratic majority in the Senate was. Well, it was very important, and we didn't do it. Uh, and because of that, uh, you know, we're probably we may not get an investigation uh, of Flynn. And you know, Flynn is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, this administration is loaded with conflicts of interest uh, in terms of the administration's dealing with the Russians. Uh, you know, Flynn is just one isolated character. But you know, if you look at Rex Tillerson, if you look at the president's business interest, uh, his staff members have all sorts of ties uh, to uh, Russian uh, Russian officials and uh, businessmen. Uh, it's the whole the whole White House should recluse itself uh, from dealing with Russia because the entire thing's a conflict of interest. All right. Thank you for that. And thank you uh, to the calls. Um, let's uh, take a listen uh, to Sean Spicer uh, earlier today uh, with regard to this resignation. And again, we're just hearing a lot of different information, whether it comes from Spicer, Kelly and Conway. Uh, let's uh, take a listen. This is the press secretary uh, responding to um, questions um, and actually stating uh, that uh, Donald Trump, the president, asked for General Flynn's resignation. Andrew? I want to address the events of last night first and foremost. We've been reviewing and evaluating this issue with respect to General Flynn on a daily basis for a few weeks, trying to ascertain the truth. We got to a point not based on a legal issue, but based on a trust issue, where the level of trust between the President and General Flynn had eroded to the point where he felt he had to make a change. The President was very concerned that General Flynn had misled the Vice President and others. He was also very concerned in light of sensitive subjects dealt with by that position of national security advisors like China, North Korea, and the Middle East, that the president must have complete and unwavering trust for the person in that position. The evolving and eroding level of trust as a result of this situation and a series of other questionable instances is what led the president to ask for General Flynn's resignation. Immediately after the Department of Justice notified the White House counsel of the situation, the White House counsel briefed the president and a small group of the senior advisors. The White House counsel reviewed and determined that, that there is not an illegal issue, but rather a trust issue. During this process, it's important to note that the president did not have his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, who he trusts immensely, approved by the Senate. When the president heard the information as presented by White House counsel, he instinctively thought the general counsel, General Flynn, did not do anything wrong, and the White House counsel's review corroborated that. It is not ordinary for an incoming national security advisor to speak with his counterparts about the issues of concern to them. In fact, he spoke with over 30 of his counterparts throughout the transition. As Charles Krauthammer said last night, it is, quote, perfectly reasonable for him to do so. The issue here was that the president got to the point where General Flynn's relationship misleading the vice president and others, or the possibility that he had forgotten critical details of this important conversation, had created a critical mass and an unsustainable situation. That's why the president decided to ask for his resignation, and he got it. The irony of this entire situation is that the president has been incredibly tough on Russia. Okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. First of all, you know, I, I'm I, my jaws just what? like you know on. I heard it earlier and just hearing it again. Um, 
There seems to be. But, but, but wait, 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 wait. Was Charles? Wait, 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 Brad. Was Charles Krauthammer right that you, um, you know, in that position, talk to your counterparts in other countries? Um, or was this? Uh, why are some people saying this was a violation of the Logan Act, and why are some saying it was not? Uh, tell us the, um, you know, uh, opposing argument on either side. Well, the uh, Logan Act is pretty clear. Uh, people who were not uh, part of the uh, presidential administration or his cabinet are barred by the Logan Act from having any conversations with uh, negoti- uh, talking about policy uh, with foreign policy. And that's what the Logan Act says. And it seems to me what General Flynn, uh, it, you know, it, it is a clear violation of that. I don't see how anybody can think it's not a violation. And, you know, the other thing is, if Sean Spicer is telling the truth about all this, which I, I don't know, who knows, uh, then the president was lying. Uh, because this weekend when he went down to Florida, uh, a reporter asked the president uh, if he was... Uh, if he was aware uh, that there may, might be problems with General Flynn, President Trump said he wasn't aware of any. Now, Sean Spicer said they started this investigation over a week ago. And the reality is if the president lied about it or Spicer lied about it or they all lied about it. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to uh, pick up the phone and join us. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 uh, is uh, the number. We talked before the break about the approval rating. We talked before the break about how many people have resigned, quit, been fired before there's even a cabinet meeting. Although on paper um, this is problematic, it, 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 it is, you know, the fact that he even, you know, just didn't ignore and poo-poo all of this, um, but force the resignation of General Flynn, a sign that at some point, you know, he will be able to ride that bike without the training wheels, Donald Trump and, and this administration? Or do you think that things will just continue? This will be the status quo. Um, and and uh, listen, a friend of mine who is a spiritualist, and I don't believe in this stuff, okay? Um, just to let you know. But she said, quote, the dead people <laughs> told her that Donald Trump will be done with the presidency in two years for whatever reason, whether he gets sick and you know, retires, dies, quits, whatever. Um, there are leaks coming out of the White House that say he's extremely frustrated and flustered with the job. It's not what he thought it would be. Nigel Farage said he should have a rally in the UK at Wembley Stadium. And it's sort of like that's not really what the job is. Although you do give press conferences and speeches and have dinners, it's a lot more work. And once you get past this first, you know, uh, you know, trimester, <laughs> if you will, um, you got to roll up your sleeves and really get down to work. So, in other words, it, it is all of this, you know, the approval rating and, you know, the, the, the just the scandals and the lies and uh, not being able to, you know, have a full cabinet and people changing within the cabinet. And this is unprecedented. Um, is is this just growing pains, you know, because these are outsiders? Is this an I mean, just so many things. Is this an example of a why we do need somebody who knows what the hell they're doing in the White House? Um, and, and B, is this a sign of how things are going to be? Will it get will it get worse or will it get better? Well, uh, I think personally that it's uh, what the last thing you said, uh, which is 
we really needed some in the White House who knew what they were doing. You know, one of the things that's pretty clear is when the uh, U.S. District and Circuit Court judges overruled his uh, Muslim ban, the when he was told, uh, the president said, oh, I didn't know the federal courts could do that. Are you sure they can do that? Well, if he had ever read Article Three of the Constitution, uh, he would know that the, federal, that the Supreme Court and the federal courts have the power to nullify acts of Congress and actions by the president if the judges think it was a violation of the Constitution. And clearly the president didn't know that, uh, and... <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember an administration that has started this badly. Uh, George W. Bush was doing fine uh, in the first couple of years of his presidency, uh, but he really took a dive in the second term. Uh, but this one starts out as a disaster from the get-go. All right. Um, uh, Brad, we are out of time. Follow Brad on Twitter at Brad Bannon, B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. BannonCR.com is the website for Bannon Communications Research. Uh, Also on Facebook, go to Facebook.com forward slash Brad.Bannon1 and uh, friend him, follow him, like him and all of that there. Brad Bannon is president and CEO of Bannon Communications Research, contributor to The Hill in D.C. and to MyTiller.com, the social media site for politics. He lectures in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Mass., where the witches live. Ha ha, just joking. I'm Leslie Marshall. We're going to take a break. When we come back, live from our nation's capital, talk media news will be in-house. Stick around. <laughs> 